Hello, and welcome to Amateur Attempts. Unhappy Friday, Dylan. Yes, yes, that is accurate. The vibe is not with us. It is not with us. So, I call to attention henceforth this Friday. Okay, okay, tell me about it. That's a bunch of bullshit. So, I was, uh... I was just at work yesterday, and uh, I was thinking to myself, there seems to be a lot of mass shootings, right? Seems to be a lot that we're hearing in the news as of recent. And more and more. And uh, and then the one at FedEx happened mm. in Indianapolis. I was like, another eight people are now dead. And uh, it got me thinking. I got a little bit, I guess I was, like, I was a little, little bit panicky for a second, and I was thinking to myself, this could happen anywhere. Mm. This sort of thing at this point, and it's been highlighted, uh, it's, I don't know, I guess as time goes by this year, we've just been seeing more and more examples of different situations where mass shootings can happen, like in just the most random corners of the U.S. Exactly. Right? And uh, I just, I was just getting worried. I was like, how am I supposed to feel about this? You know, because um, it can happen in places that are famous, that are really bustling, you know, really densely populated, or it can happen in the middle of fucking nowhere. That and also just in general places that you would think would have such, let's say, gun-related problems. Because that's also why we're doing it on, if correct me if I'm wrong, Fuck It Friday. Because it's also partially an international problem, too. Because we have, well, there's a few factors. So besides, of course, you know, our, you know, the United States with uh, mass shootings. But also I was thinking about other countries that are having gun-related problems that haven't led to mass shootings. Yeah. But, which we'll probably talk about, too, as we more go through this conversation... The concept, which I guess we touched on before, but ghost guns, so it's becoming more and more prevalent. Um, other things, but going back... That also to applies years, to here, too. Yeah, but yeah, you well, the well, starting point being Europe, right? Yeah, so going back to your, so your stance, it is interesting that nowadays it could basically happen anywhere since schematics for guns are pretty readily available. Yeah. I mean, basically, if you want to make a gun, it's not really that complicated. So. Hmm. We even saw there was one dude what they made plastic guns, little zip guns. Yeah, so we were. You mentioned to me the, uh, I guess, issue and probably upcoming crisis of ghost guns in Europe, which are just three D printed plastic guns yep. um, that are pretty much disposable, untraceable. Don't need no background check, nothing. And the gentleman that invented them uh, in the U.S. he uh, won a court battle, so he legally can still keep the. Um, a design for that available to you know download for people so no matter where you're on the in the world if you have a you know 3d printer that's capable you could just print this out yep. and then i guess all you got to get a hold of is rounds which i mean rounds aren't serialized so just go find one i got one randomly i don't even own a gun <laughs> so um you know it can happen anywhere so with that in mind because i mean growing up in england gun crime wasn't really a thing Yep. Of course, uh, this kind of goes into, I guess, it's mainly a cultural societal issue, but that's for later on in the day. Um, over there, it was knife crime that was a problem, right? Where, especially in these just really intense and um, boiling parts of the UK with racial tensions or all kinds of things happening, economical issues, mm. there's just a just ridiculous amount of stabbing sprees. And, of course, you can't really have a good guy with a knife. Because mm. <laughs> who wants to get into a stabbing fight with something? You know, so, whereas the whole good good guy with a gun is at least worth an argument um over there you know there there's really no solution other than we have to make lives better yeah more educated um so that's what's happening there so with ghost guns and the fact that no regular person has a gun for the most part other than 
you know, some some people who go through the legal process, the vast majority don't own guns, other than some smaller European countries. Yeah. Um, well, you know, for those countries that don't, it's going to be a real rough time that I don't know how it's going to go. Well, seriously, all the, like, because some, uh, some countries are taking an even harder stance where you can't even get ammunition components. Yeah. But seriously, to see the, like, at least my saying, most countries, including the United States, where... Um, it might be in some cases physically illegal to buy like an assembled firearm, but if you basically could do it yourself, you could buy the parts for the most part online. Yeah. Because they're just considered parts, they're not considered like a weapon yet. Yeah. So when you actually assemble it, and say the ammunition, like if you just buy the tips and the brass, the powder, and everything separately and do it yourself, it doesn't count as like bullets until it's yeah. actually assembled. Yeah, it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting problem. I can foresee with my great wisdom. Um, Maybe there would be some extreme overreaction crackdown by... I'm sure governments will start experimenting if there really mm. becomes a real swell of this is going to become an issue. Some some overcrackdown of either materials or overregulation of certain things. And that's the point where it's like, oh, how much copper do you want to get? Oh, no, that's too much there, bud. You're like, I'm not trying to make rounds. Leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, well, we saw, like, I mean, after the capital insurrection, like, Biden's proposed gun plan. I mean, I don't think it's going to work. It's there's the same some, one that's been around forever. Yeah, and then also, like, there's still states that are going to hold out because, like, you know, either because, like, some of these gun manufacturers are based in those states where they provide jobs and revenue, you know, or, like, the gun itself might just be culturally ingrained into society. Like, for example, Texas, Oregon, I don't really see them, like, getting rid of their guns anytime soon. Yeah, so. most of the most of the southern states, really, it's probably a... a, a some of the eastern progressive states and in California. Yeah. Maybe Washington. But no, exactly. still... There's only like a few states exactly. Maybe yeah. Washington, California for sure. Mm. District of Columbia, Massachusetts. Like it's basically going to be, you know, part of the West Coast and then mostly the East Coast. And then mm. everything in between, not really. They so probably don't are like... you talking about a gun ban or just like the next step of like overregulation or... Well, I think that's so. That's I think that's why we're running into this kind of interesting like social dilemma, because the problem is, even if we do another ban, I don't I don't know if it's going to really make it. Because even California, right? So they banned assault style rifles. Okay. Yep. Um, but I mean, as we've both seen, there's like uh, ways around that. People just you know, because they they go off the legal definition. Well, if, like if, if an assault rifle is supposed to be something that has a flash hider, a removable magazine, and then a pistol grip. Why don't we just do it then where it's not a pistol grip, it's a fin grip, you know what I mean? Or just, I don't know what they call the other ones, like this shark hook looking thing. Shark fin, shark um, fin. So, and then just have a magazine where you just break open the top receiver to take out the, because it's not actually using a mag, a receiver release button. And then instead of a flash hider, just put on a compensator or no, yeah. or no end at all, you know what I mean? Just bare threads. Yeah. We've been over so, this before, these just mind-bogglingly backwards ideas quote-unquote to help prevent mass shootings they're clearly just not happening yeah and that's right? that's part of the problem because so i i, I say it's like two stage one the, the politics aren't really in place i think to really like make a difference because like a lot of laws are passed are kind of broader like too specific i know that's they're dumb of, dylan aren't they? they're just dumb that works too yeah, yeah. so the other issues too just just the amount of weaponry that's even out there especially in the united states like Trying to just hold mm. all that, I guess, like try to get r- rid of all that if you really like wanted to, like it just shows like because uh, so I was I was watching a 
uh, one of these gun buyback programs, which I think they're kind of interesting because at least I get some guns off the street. I mean, it probably doesn't make a difference in the long run. But I still think it's a cool, kind of interesting concept. Like, at least get some guns out of there where it's like, you know, easily like, you know, these these are guns that, let's say, um, you know, your your dad died for a reason. He just happened to have a gun in his safe. He just, you didn't want. So you just take it to your police station. They buy it from you. Yep. Some people so don't want anything to do with guns. And yeah. if they find one, they're like, get it off my hands as quickly as possible. Right. But so it shows you the problem, right? So this one, this cop ended up buying this gun. This guy turned it. I don't know where the fuck he got it from. He got he had an original fucking Sturmgewehr, the SG forty four, like Nazi yeah. World War Two at the very end, even stamped. Like mm. I was just like, how the fuck do you even get that over here? He was but, quick. Yeah, but it shows you right. That's like that's part of the problem. Like you know, just the Mao guns that came over here either for various historical reasons or just current reasons is insane. So I know that's the problem. I don't know if uh, I, I don't know at this point. Like I'm not trying to necessarily be like pro-gun, I uh, say, like, you know, you should just, you know, be able to get whatever you want, because I think there should be some restrictions, but I'm wondering if we're targeting the wrong thing, because the gun itself, I feel like, is it controllable versus the person? Yeah. So I think the problem is we've been focusing so much on trying to get rid of the actual tool versus focusing on why mm-hmm. the person, like, did what they, you know, decided yeah. to do. So, so I've listened to various... Um, podcasts and kind of general media. I mean, I've been looking. I was just trying to find statistics for shootings, general gun violence. Just mm. like I'm getting a picture of. There's a good amount. Oh yeah. Unfortunately, like to be honest, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't make a difference in the world. Like the amount of deaths, which is about twenty thousand a year in the U.S. related to guns. Mm. I don't think that includes suicides. Um, but twenty thousand is twenty thousand. We'd rather still have with us, but twenty thousand that doesn't. You know, at the end of the day, this just going to continue. Mm. And, like, people are going to go about their lives, right? But what got to me is the fact that, like, as a person, you don't want to die. Yeah. Right? You know, obviously, it's dumb to, to be killed by someone you don't even know. And I think it was there, so you brought up about the, uh, quote me if I'm wrong, what you said, the FedEx uh, um, sorting site? or yeah. What's interesting about that, because it wasn't the guy basically just pissed because he got, like, fired, essentially? I didn't read into the reasonings, but the fact that as someone who was disgruntled, period. Yeah, so... That's all. It Which shows you, like, I, I guess at any moment, you know, somebody that, like, sorry, has a farm, maybe when they bought it, they were, uh, of a, like, say, clear and level-headed. Things change over time. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, so, I don't know, maybe let's just riff a little bit some of these ideas that just, it's like, okay, yeah, sure, but it's not going to stop someone killing me, per se, right? Mm. So, background checks. Let's yeah. go over how that's flawed, Dylan. So, your dad owns a gun. Mm. Take your dad's gun. Yeah, you bought a gun when you were level-headed. Problem solved. And then, what did we just discuss? Ghost guns. Yeah. You don't need a background check if you built it in your backyard. Correct. Right? I don't, it's just You're not going to solve these problems by just background checking people, because that in itself is a flawed system. Yeah. All it is is saying, have you done some bullshit in the past? Many well, people have not. Well, I was thought that was kind of interesting, too. Yeah, well, exactly. If you didn't get caught for anything, then... Yeah, but it is weird. I, I've had some weird things, like, because it shows you, like, so, um, I had a weird experience when I was, uh, so this is when I was in the police academy, I was buying one of my other farms, I basically accidentally, like, said a wrong, like, because basically the form that they gave you, they have all these questions, right? One of them, I misinterpreted the question, and I was just mm-hmm. like, because I was like, I don't remember this question on here before, mm-hmm. so I was just like, I have no idea. At the time, I was buying two separate guns, so I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to play with it. So one yeah. form I said yes, so the form I said no, right? 
Yeah. And here's the kind of the best bit of it. So I don't know where they they got like this. This I don't know if this is like I said. I try to like go out there conspiracy theory land, but um, it was just weird. So basically, what happened was said. Like I said, one former said yes, and one former said no. I did do something weird with um, not immigration. It was like fucking. Um, it was a legal status or. How long have you been in a state? It or? was it was something weird about legal status because it was all because it was asking because they added uh, so the question this this is a, a few years back they added uh, basically if you had any kind of felony even if you were younger right I was thinking to myself like okay well I brought a knife skull when I was like thirteen but I didn't get convicted but I was probably still you only stabbed record. six people <laughs> but it was interesting right? it was a little Swiss Army knife but I remember that they tried to like sort of criminally charge me I mean obviously everything got dropped. Which I was like, cool. But I was like, well, that's probably still on my record. It's just because, you know, things are sealed, right? But for certain forms or if you go for certain positions, they can look into all that. Whatever you did as a kid, too. So I was like, oh, it's probably the same thing for guns. So, you know, sure, I've played it. I put yes on, no, one, yes on one form, no on the other, right? So, gun dealer calls me. He's like, hey, so you're a felon in the state of California, apparently. And I know that's not right because you already bought guns from me. I'm like, and I'm in the academy at the time. So I'm like, yeah, someone fucked up somewhere. Mm. So, and the best part, right? One gun got approved. Yeah. The other one did not get approved. So it was right. interesting. The handgun got approved for me to have, which is even more concealable. Is that the one you the, hit yes or no on? Do you remember or no? Uh, that's the one I believe I said no on. And then the, the rifles when I said yes on. And then, yeah, you know, so. And it was nuts. I had a fucking detective from Petaluma call me up. Be like, hey, do you know why I'm calling you? It's like, I have a feeling. So let me tell you. You just so, bored or what? So it was interesting because I was wondering how the fuck he even got my number. Then I was just like, I found out from a gun there. It's like, yeah, legally, whenever you fill out like a form, depending on what city you're in for guns, um, if it comes back as felony status or whatever the case may be, then I'm actually sending yeah. information to the local department, like your number and everything, because that's all in the form. So then they call you. Yeah. So the reason I wanted to bring that up because I just, it shows you how asinine that was, because not only was I in the academy, to go to the academy, you have to be free of any felony, anything like that. So there was that. You know, all I did was change one answer on the form, and all of a sudden I was a felon. With no real, let's say, backer. So let's say if I did it already, like said, you know, have people like, you know, friends in the business, as well as going to the academy at the time, I might have like royally fucked myself over because trying to fight that mm. would have been interesting because that was the state saying that. Right. So. And that's just the case of you hit yes or no on one and there's like, shouldn't there be a legal record of what the correct answer is in the first place? Yes. If it's a case of. Like, when you do your taxes, you're kind of deathly afraid of fucking up because you're like, well, they'll, they'll just know if I'm lying or not. It's really technicality why I'm filling this out. Yeah. But in that case, maybe the person, you know, for any future mass shooting could just be like, oh, yeah, yes, I am legally cool in this one regard, even though they're not. Yeah, so the way... And maybe it's never checked. Well, certainly yeah. part of the problem. So the way my my dealer described it, right? Say my legal gun dealer described it. It sounds weird when you say just dealer. Um, yes, it does. He was saying, like... So apparently, because uh, he has a friend that works um, for the state attorney's office, apparently what they do, like, because they just swamped all the time with applications, like, basically, if you just don't say yes to anything, they just approve, approve, approve. Rubber stamp. Huh. So, yeah, which I thought was kind of weird, because they already run you through the FBI, like, Nick's program. Mm. So they're saying, like, you know, as long as that clears, that's all that really matters. So basically, there's one person that literally looks to see what questions you said yes or no to. And then yeah. that's where the first step happens. So if you say yes to anything, it's automatically denied. Imagine so. yeah, the, the uptick in gun sales at the beginning of COVID and then Minneapolis. Yeah. They're just like, oh, God, keep stamping. 
Well, that's what I would bring up because it like it shows you fuck up on these forums like so that it's like it's almost like a kind of like civil rights death sentence. You know? Yeah, it's just like which I thought was kind of interesting. It's kind of the but, opposite problem, huh? But the reason I would bring that up, right? Those of you who want to try to buy buy a gun, you know the uh, I guess state route per se, where you actually want to buy it through an FLO dealer. Now, with a ghost gun, right, which I think is kind of funny, right? So let's just say, you know, hypothetically speaking, if I couldn't fight for a reason and I couldn't maintain my gun rights because I just have the resources, right? So, you know, let's just say, let's go that scenario, right? Mm-hmm. What's interesting, right, if I was to get a ghost gun, okay, go there, actually build one myself, all California currently requires you to do is basically get a serial number for it now. Now, this is of a 2019, I believe. Before that, all they basically asked was if you could register for a serial number mm. so just ask you didn't have to do it could now you please serialize no that's fine right and here's the interesting thing right so now it's uh, california is like a little bit more on the ball so what goes to this state you actually have to register it like you have to go out get yourself a serial you know what yeah so it's interesting right but i thought myself like you know if you build one yourself what who's gonna stop you basically from like Buying all the parts mm. and then, you know, just assembly, just not registering it, you know? Yeah. Because he's going to actually force you to, like, go out to your house and be like, did you register that lower? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, unless if you're already being watched, if you're already blacklisted yeah. or something, you We know? can't even... You see what I'm saying? It's such a big, like, mindfuck of a problem. So they can't even solve all death crimes. Mm. They can't even solve, like, the most pertinent somebody died, let's figure out who did it doesn't get to justice. Never mind, oh, do you have a, a legal part to a gun? Mm. It's like, it's such low on the priority list. Like, figure out all that shit before you even get to that. Like, practically speaking, mm. you want to get the people who have done crimes or prevent them doing it. But, like, going to every single person to see if, yeah, like, that's just never going to happen. Yeah. Right. As expected, that's way down the list. And in well, I just thought that do, was, right? like, more ironic that it's, like, you go, let's say, like, you know, go to a gun store or buy a gun. There's all these other checks, but, like, with the ghost gunner out, it's like, it's like, oh, well, if you assemble one, you just have to register. It's like, who's going to stop me? It doesn't me? matter. You know what I mean? yeah, do, like, if I want to, who's going to, you know, stop me from, I said, just, you know, going out or even going across state lines, you know, and just yeah. like bringing something back. So it's just. Maybe it, yeah. uh, a lot of our questions might be answered in like 200 years for so many of the issues we bring up. Mm. You know, if there's a way for, I don't know, for you to filter out people that are predicted to maybe be an issue in the future i don't know through software or ai or whatever that could you know be like oh this person is predispositioned to maybe yeah do a shootout of some kind so we're gonna keep everyone just likes to refer to the minority report don't they yeah well that's what i mean it's like that's <laughs> the only way we as human beings we haven't prioritized this as an issue just like how we haven't prioritized global warming you know climate change is getting solved in some regard but it's not exactly our priority as an entire human race mm. Uh, it's the same with gun crime in the U.S. It's you think we we could put all our heads together and agree to make some decisions, mm. and the only decisions we can are not even lukewarm. You know they're fucking they're just they're, they're room temperature water, you know um, ideas. Uh, I, so we've been going back and forth. I think, of, honestly speaking, the only solution is if you could magically remove all guns, right? Mm. I just that's not going to happen. Period. We know that. But that is the only thing we could push towards. And if we could make a cultural change to actually make that happen, that would be probably our best bet. But, like, that ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. And overregulation is just going to make 
I don't know. It's just it's not going to you know regulation or some sort of uh, policing in effect. Maybe you could get an, an I guess an aggression level hmm. of policing where yeah anything out of line, anything from your search history, something like that. But then of course that's mass surveillance. There's so many other issues with that. So it's just like everything's off the table other than physically removing the guns. Yeah. And we were discussing and I. I don't think it would solve the problem but it is an interesting idea which is of course the good guy with a gun theory you want to kind of go over that and how you think pros and maybe cons if you can come up with some or you know issues that will crop up well i think okay well i I guess we'll start with i guess the 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 premise say the pro play well yeah so the premise and the i guess proclaimed pro of it so the premise is that for every bad guy with a gun, there could be, let's say, a good guy with a gun, someone that's like legally uh, able to carry or whatever the case may be, to mm. prevent mass shootings. Because apparently, supposedly, let's say a lot of these shootings happen at like gun-free zones, stuff like that. I think that was probably part of it. But the point is, basically, there'll be someone else there if there is a shooting of some sort, some other person that has uh, intention of protection. Using their firearm, essentially the good guy versus bad guy, you know, idea. Um, well, so I guess that, that's let's start with the, the good. Uh, supposedly, the idea is that you know there are people out there that just want to carry to protect, and that you know maybe these could be a deterrent to stop people, or well, I say a deterrent, basically a kind of a quicker solution than weighing on police. Mm. So it usually takes police roughly about twenty minutes to respond. So you know, say in twenty minutes, there'd be a lot of death. Um, so <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. So, um, and then there's all sorts of things that happen too before they give it set up. So it's interesting. But so the idea is that someone that's already legally armed that could be there to basically stop any additional harm from happening. So that's you know the pro of it that you know, there's somebody there that could essentially either stop the shooting from happening because they already notice you know what's going down, or they you know said just reduce the amount of casualties that could happen. Um. Now, the flip side of it, which we kind of actually are partially talking about, which I would say the bad side is that really that's based on, though, the will of the person. If they actually want to help, if they don't want to help, and what would stop them from going that, let's say, malice route themselves? I, mean, I feel like probably most people, I guess, with their... I guess if you have the willpower to carry to protect, you probably wouldn't maybe go that route, but it just shows you that it's, it's still like based on the idea that that person is good, so what would stop that person from, you know, just changing their mind or I said, or maybe going too far where they act as the police. And then, you know, that's a whole nother issue. Yeah. So honestly, I Changes kind of actually, game. yeah. So actually I kind of see more cons versus good. Yeah. Like that's one thing. Like I said, you still have somebody with, you know, someone out there. I mean, their attentions are good, but what would change? You know, what would stop their attention from being changed where they decided to use that gun for other premises, mm. you know? So, um, and then yeah. two, they act like they, you know, I said they're police. It's kind of we see this with security guards. They're armed. They kind of. I feel like maybe this is my own little prejudice, you know, or bias, uh, but like I feel like some security guards I've met, they're armed, just kind of like a little bit too uh, power trip, cocky. Yeah, that. Yeah, so it's just like we're well, not actually the police. It's really, like, it's really for the, the the visual. Yeah, well, some of them it's like it's, I read some of it's like oh yeah you know like if anyone tries to run up on me I'll just you know Pop pull them. it out. It's like. Yeah, but you know, like it's like you don't have the same liability or protections as police do. So you pop them, their family's probably gonna come after you. Yeah. So like, it's just a little, it's like fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just uh, it's a really just, weird convoluted system we have, huh? Yeah, 
And I'd say the last, you know, just kind of major downside is also, um, I just, it's just more the fact that now there's, you know, even the good guy, the good argument, that still means that there's a good amount of people who just have guns, whether they're carrying them on their Mm. person or in their cars, uh, just driving around out there. Yeah. And I'm not saying that like, you know, I feel like probably someone that actually carries probably keeps their firearm pretty secure. But I mean, you know, let's just say if they decided, I don't know, like just keep it in their car instead of having it on their person all the time, right? Um, what would stop, let's say, that car from, let's say, getting stolen? And then, you know, when they raid the car later, it's like, woo, bonus. Yeah. So, I mean, imagine being in a lockbox or something, but, you know, you can pry those things open. So It's all just technicalities. Yeah, that's the problem. There's too many, I guess, technicalities for. Even though I would like to believe that a good guy with a gun versus a bad guy would actually stop him, it's like, even on the good guy side, there's too many technicalities yeah. where it's like, well, that could be open to interpretation almost. You yeah. Know? A lot of this stuff is, um, uh, well, some of it is sort of relying on just the old, generally, most people in society will be good, so they won't do anything. And then I guess the question is, do you just continue with that route of making slight adjustments or... I, I, I get the impression that there's overreactions because of our sort of cancel culture sort of reality where people will make a big stink about something. And then they have to introduce something mm. that's a technicality that doesn't really solve the problem. May That's a good question. Maybe. You know, like with these, okay, California's like, we're going to try and change gun laws to make gun crime, redu- uh, you know, re- to reduce gun crime. It's like, okay, your intention I can see is this person. You're like, I want to make less, death, less deaths happen. Mm. And what they did was not that. Yeah, well, it just well, I think that's the problem. I think it's just with guns, right? They they are the most easiest tool for, let's say, destruction. You know, like if you want to go that route. Um, well, the one but, one easier than that is a car. Yeah, but so that's the thing, right? So like, it's interesting to see how, for example, like if someone does, let's say, manslaughter with a car, it usually doesn't necessarily change like their ability to drive after like you, you'll have that on your record or your insurance will go up, which is, you know, hmm. that's part, I guess that would influence if you could actually drive it out. But even then, like there's nothing that actually restricts anybody from, let's say stealing a car, or, you know, basically be able to still drive even though they legally yep. can't, you just know, like c- kind of guns in a way too. Yeah. And that's the problem. Like, so the thing is, that's what I mean. Like we're not, we have, we, we focus too much on assessing the actual tools. Yeah. The, you know, metal, physical object versus actual person. But that's the other flip side of it. We don't really have any system where it's like we can, like, monitor, mm. or, I guess, really track people. Like, you know, see how they're doing, like, mentally, yeah. stuff like that. So, that's that's really hard. But I feel like probably the better, the better route would be more to be able to find a way to analyze individual people. You know, or basically figure out, like, you know, said, like, whether it be, like, social dilemmas or social problems in our society that are affecting gun and other violent related acts. And I feel like that's really more the core issue that if we change that, we could probably change some of these statistical numbers because actual physical items I said, such as, you know, cars, guns, I mean, other things too, you know, how many times we've seen like hackers destroy lives too. Yeah. You know, so just as I'd argue, just as much damage in some cases, Barba incompetent or bad government entities. Yeah. IRS. Yep. So it shows you, like, you know, it's not like, you know, it's like when we say Congress, right? It's like, oh, Congress is destroying the country. We don't blame the building. Yeah. You know? It's a good point. So we blame the people. That's kind of what I was eventually wanting to get to, so I'm I'm very glad you sussed that up, is uh, the main cause of this issue is the country we live in. Yeah. And the way it functions, 
and the way it doesn't function for people mm. right at, at at the core of it i think like okay i don't think i could ever be pushed to do that but imagine having just the shittiest life just the worst luck for so many times maybe it's just a case of the culture we live in right no dylan okay no dylan you have enough guns you'll get by <laughs> but um, no, i bet the i bet the shittiest luck aspect yeah. i'm like but you know it's like okay well we look at it okay not been not been homeless not been repossessed not been fucked over by the government not been oppressed in any way you know not been with abusive people horrible family you know things that really just you're when your self-esteem reaches a point mm. some people snap yeah right if all you've known is shit then you're like well what's the point maybe i'm gonna try and get my own justice right i'm i'm gonna come up with all the hypotheses for people doing it but you live in this world where all this kind of stuff can happen to anyone, and no one's going to hear about so it. So essentially, no. the Punisher out. Yeah, <laughs> um, except for way less bulletproof. Like Punisher just defies logic, but that's why I like the show. Um, but you know, but this is just the culture we live in. And in the U.S., with the fact that you you know healthcare is fucking is a question that keeps you up at night. Mm. You know, you can't rely on your taxes. We had a coronavirus. People are going at each other over wearing a mask. Mm. You know, just all these culture issues where we're not. We're just not nearly on the same page as a society as to like what being a good person is and how to help other people out and like what's sitting in as a government side, like what systems are in place to help people mm. at a reasonable rate without wasting money. It's like the questions where people anecdotally will get mad like, oh, taxpayers money being wasted, people on uh, government welfare and such and such. And everyone's just going at each other's throats, mm. right? Because of things they're being told and... Maybe on purpose, conspiracy theory time, you know, maybe mm. that's what the upper echelons want. You know, it's just people going at each other. And the end result is sometimes you just get people bursting like this. Mm. So regulation's not going to solve that, right? Right. I guess we need a other government that has a different outlook on how to outreach. Kind of what you're mentioning, like social issues, like this stuff crops up and some people have the ability to deal with it. Some people have the ability to get help, but just some people just don't. Mm. Right, and you know, it's it's my my favorite term. It's not magic. Um, it's not going to solve itself. So, you know, it, it makes sense, right? That we we need to have a systematic change where we have just ways for people to get help when they just feel like their life is not okay. Mm. Right. Um, and we talked about depression before, you know. Yeah. On other episodes, and everyone has struggles in life. Not matter no matter your income level, no matter what your personal life has issues that your that money just can't solve sometimes. Yeah. Or the people you know can't solve. And then what do people do? Some people learn to handle it. Some people live sad lives, for example. Maybe they just really live in a really sad state. And then some people act out. Yeah. No, I agree. Well, it shows you that. that's why I think we both agree. It's more of a social problem. You see those other yeah. aspects, too. I mean, um, I, I'm not... Because I, I, overall, I, I, that's why I'm saying this as a disclaimer. Um, I would say I'm more pro-cop. I'm about to diss a lot of departments here in a second. Mm. Um, so it's a good example, right? Um, so two like notorious departments for like corruption are like Miami PD and Detroit police, uh, yeah. uh, Detroit metropolitan police division. Um, here's the, I, I can't like excuse some of the things that they've done. Cause like, for example, Miami PD, like during some of their like hurricanes, they've, you know, they've had, you see videos of literally their own police officers looting fucking malls and stores. And so, wow. right. But then, okay, here's the flip side of it. Okay, so these people, right? Some of them are only getting paid like twenty seven grand a year. You know? It's abysmal. 
It, yeah, right? It's just like, okay, well... Lord. You know, I'm not trying to say excuse their behavior, but it's like you give them, like, shit healthcare packages, barely enough money to, like, rent an apartment. Even... I mean, Florida's cheap, but it's not that cheap. You yeah. Know? So, if you live in, like, Tallahassee or something, like, even then, you know, like, that's still, like... It's ooh. funny, because you have... Just, just real quick, I mean, maybe your rent's half as much as it is here, but car payment's still the same your insurance is probably similar yeah your credit card bills are similar so other than some bills going down that's only a, a, a small percentage you're still getting paid pennies to put your life on the line yep and then right detroit look at that i mean like i mean that itself is a very you know violent city so you got that aspect it's again. a very deprived city there's so much shit going on yep. there and then yeah well i mean like look at just the state of michigan alone i mean like they have multiple cities like flint where they can't get clean water it's just like you live in that constant, almost like a kind of almost apocalyptic society. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, just, ooh. But that is the reason I bring that up because that's a good example of a, a group that, you know, probably if they were to snap per se, you know, they have all the factors that would lead to that, you know? So that's yeah. also why a lot of them quit. Like they have high turnover rates because it's kind of like, what? Well, why would I bother, like, let's just try to risk my life? Because yeah. I was reading this uh, article saying that. Even private security firms get paid more than police there do and have better uh, benefits. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, there's some so. part of the... I don't think it was Detroit. Uh, I think it was one of the more south southeastern states where some of the you know the nicer neighborhoods are like, well, it's a nicer neighborhood in a city with a lot of problems or you know, near a city with a lot of problems. Uh, they'll just hire private security. Yeah. At the gate and the security's like, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to actually do things whereas we know the police won't get there in time no matter what yeah. and it's not a it's not california so the you know the leeway you have is a little looser yep and you know it's basically like yeah what happens here is probably not going to go in your favor whatever you're trying to do sir ma'am yeah well it's nuts because I, I was looking at some of these security firms like the higher end ones and man they're more like they have better resources than the police do which yeah. is like jesus it's like because it how it, do we get to yeah. this level <laughs> that does go so. into i mean money is going to if you have that, you know, you're in that nice neighborhood where you're making multiple tens of hundreds of times more than the average person in that city, you're going to be like, well, for this situation, I have the money. I don't mind. I don't mind paying with all my neighbors to give myself a better security and quality of life because end of the day, you, you know, you, you're going to worry about your family. Yeah. Right. So that that makes sense. And that's so they can afford to pay that. I think it's wild, though, because some of them, like I was looking to, they're like at the six figure mark, even like in Detroit. I'm like, man, like. I wouldn't do it, you know what I mean? Like, you know, but it's, it shows you, like, it, it's kind of sad. Like, so that's, like, you know, almost four times as much as, like, the average officer there. You know, it's just, it's weird because there's, like, there. it's not as risky, though, as police officer, you know? So he's kind of, you have that comfortable point where it's, like, you do security. That depending on, I guess, where you're working or what you're doing, still, it's, like, it's probably not as dangerous as actually being a cop. But you're getting, like I said, paid so much more than they are. So it's just, ah. So it's one of those things that just like that could lead to guess, some of these social dilemmas, you know? Yeah. Because yeah, I guess what would stop? Because I, I mean, this is a little bit more, uh, let's say, a little more evil. But I guess what would stop, let's say, a cop from not responding to, let's say, an incident with a security guard out of pure spite? Yeah. Because you know, it's a like, divide has been built because the city has not seen the value in their police force. Yep. Yeah. So. Um. That's like so many issues. All these things add up, you know. Um, people going like San Francisco police, like no one wants to work there. Why? Because the city itself has become such a maze of garbage and 
you know, you're just like it's like a minefield of am I gonna get like hepatitis C today? Right. And actually, so let's uh, let's actually let's detract a little bit. Um, so the reason we're doing this on Friday too, because I uh, I guess we will put it to a more uh, let's say larger scale picture. Hmm. So we you, well, you kind of mentioned before. I mean, currently the UK has a knife problem, but with the way ghost guns are now becoming more and more common, that might be an issue. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about other things like right now Germany has to have an issue with the rise of uh, alt right going on. Yeah. Um, and same thing. I mean, that's a country that, I mean, they have guns, but it's, it's way more restricted. But since they have more of a, say, a steady stream of parts, you know, versus of the UK, because the UK, I don't think there's any major gun manufacturer going on there. So, like, because, like, I mean, there's a lot of German-based companies like HK that are still, they still have offices in Germany. So, either way, what I'm saying is there's actually manufacturing going on there in terms of gun parts. Yeah. So, now... That's why I imagine, like, some of these schematics, say, if you're able to get, let's like, say, a 3D printer, if you know how, let's like, say, guns work, that'd be a pretty easy way to make a ghost gun. So, the reason I bring it up, because, for example, with the capital extraction we had, that was basically, like, an all-right movement that, you know, just felt that their, their rights are getting violated and that the election was, you know, fake and all that stuff. So, what would stop, like, a place like Germany, right, that has an alt-right rising going on right now? Having people that just you know can make ghost guns for various reasons and just doing something similar, yeah, or any other nation along those lines. Because even France had a breakdown a few years ago. That was with their police and fire departments. So France but. has actually has has a racial policing issue too. Yep. Uh, right now, where you know the same thing over here, where there's lots of questions being asked, and there's lots of France is very you know um, they're very active you know in exercising their rights or you know the, as a society. So there's lots of protesting. There's lots of things going on. There's lots of you know uh, clashes mm. with the with the government there too. We we just think of the U.S., but like France is dealing with that too. Yeah. yeah. So it shows you like these issues are not just limited to the U.S. Like with the rise of ghost guns and other uh, little firearm based products, like this you know Taylor stuff could happen anywhere, even with restrictions. Yeah, so. it's not getting better. It's getting worse. Okay, that that's an interesting way to okay. right because I, 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 either way, like we're, it, it, but it's Pure not is it's not surprising. It's right. It's not. Surprising. We have these issues that we've just talked about, and they're not getting better. Some countries have it, but it crops up can, can crop up in any society. Yes, exactly. Right, and it depends how that society reacts, or whether you can have bad seeds starting to grow into that culture. Um, so it's not getting better, and like the U.S. is not taking it seriously. Yep, exactly. And that's well, that's what upsets me. As a people and as a government, we're just swinging a miss. We're just not. We're not anywhere near solving the problem. There might be every government at this point. Yep. <laughs> Blame Canada. Oh my God. All right. Well, thank you and take care. Thanks.